Hey guys, welcome to my podcast Mind Maps, where each episode we will be traveling to a new destination on our mind maps, whether it be the mind of a friend that has started a nonprofit to a teacher with a YouTube channel. Hey guys, so today I have a wonderful guest on the podcast. Um, his name is Sai, and he is from the blog Latest Med News. Um, and so Sai, could you just tell everybody a bit about yourself and a little bit about Latest Med News? So hi, thank you for having me on your podcast. As she has said before, my name is Sai, and I'm actually a rising senior at Basis Peoria. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And some things about me, like during my free time, I like to read books and travel, and I like to do research as well. I'm currently involved in a research project where I'm um, understanding how emotional processes work, especially in the amygdala. And a bit more about my blog. I actually started this blog in 2019 and it's actually grown a lot since then. We have about like 15 contributors and over 50 posts and around uh, 10k followers. Yeah, that's amazing. Cause um, I remember when you actually reached out through Slack, I was amazed by all the stats. Like um, whether it be the five five hundred k total visits, and like you guys have a hundred k um Instagram or not hundred k, sorry, ten k Instagram followers. Um, that was just like mind boggling to me. That's amazing to see how um how much you've grown your blog. Um. So just like getting into some questions about your blog. Um, initially, why did you start your blog? So actually, when towards the start of high school, I was actually doing a research project and I was looking at some statistics and I found out that only 50% of the 1.8 million research papers published each year are ever read. And the only people who actually read them are the people who actually produce the articles themselves. So I found that very interesting, especially since research papers are very important and they can provide some relevant information for our daily lives. So I felt like if I could produce like a digestible article that summarized those research papers, the audience would be able to read it in a quick amount of time since people are very busy these days. And I would get a very big audience. Definitely. Um, I think like that's actually perfect for me too, because I definitely could not digest um those long, long research papers. Like this is awesome to know that there is a blog out there like yours where it kind of like you said, um, is more digestible for audience readers that aren't necessarily as knowledgeable about um medical news as you guys are and like you're just again making it more easy for us to read and understand and more compact um in like one blog post amazing so i want to know more about like how you go about finding contributors like you said you have around 15 right Right. So right now we have about 15 contributors. So contributors are actually people who have produced articles for us. So not including them, we actually have like 10 people who are interested and are currently working on their first article. And how I find these people, I just like um, use my social media accounts and use Slack, go to different groups and ask these people if my existing contributors if they actually know other people who might be interested in joining my blog and that's how i'm able to expand my network for the blog Mm -hmm. um and then now going on to kind of again how you grew latest men news um to have around 8k followers and 12k average views um and 500k views total visits um i just want to know more about again just how you grew it to this big of um, a following. 
so initially once I started in 2019 it was a big struggle I had like a hundred average views and I had like 20 to 30 subscribers and that was definitely it was discriminating and I was discouraged by this because I wanted to reach a bigger audience because that was my huge goal of me starting this in the first place and once COVID um the outbreak hit in Wuhan China that was my um realization that medical information would be necessary like this was the time where people need to needed to have access to this information and I decided to continue with the project and I pushed forward and I even added a translator to the blog and this has definitely helped me reach an international audience because people who necessarily can't speak English that well can just translate it into their mother tongue and I would definitely say that that was the main attribution to my international audience and my growth over the span of um, one year. Totally. Um, and then when did you realize that you had a passion for med? I actually realized I had a passion for med when I was about like six years old. I've actually been going since then for my passion. And I initially started when I was in India and just like realizing how important a doctor would be, especially in a country like India, where poverty is so high and unemployment is so high. And people don't actually have access to medical information that much. And at the same time, the doctors, especially the ones that um, work in government hospitals, aren't that reliable as well. So I felt like I would need to help my own people by um, bridging the gap and providing them with all the necessary aid and information that they need. That's really refreshing to hear how you started from kind of a humbling experience almost to, um, again, just help people be more knowledgeable about med because they don't necessarily have the resources to. Um, yeah. Um, and then what do you hope to do in the future with your blog slash latest med news? So the current plan is to start a podcast. We currently have two um, important people who are both um, doing important research for COVID going to speak. And the next step is to have a print option for the blog. So start creating articles that can be printed out in sort of like an editorial way. Cool. Um, so now going into more just like your mindset and questions on that. Um, have you ever been on like a team, like let's say with your contributors, um, where somebody wasn't necessarily pulling their own weight? And if so, how did you handle it? Definitely. Like, especially in research, that's a big problem because mm -hmm. sometimes um, they won't know what to do or they just don't want to do it because it's such a big struggle. And it's definitely like helping them get motivated and helping them realize the end goal that we have because with a blog or any research, we're just trying to help the public, give them the medical information that can help that pertains to their lives and help them stay healthy. And I feel like us staying motivated to do that is important and helping them realize that is also important. Mm -hmm. um, and then could you tell me about a time when you had to give somebody some difficult feedback um, and then how did you handle it? Two years ago, I actually went to um, WashU for a, a pre-med institute and there I actually did some research on how our society creates serial killers and the psychology behind serial killers. And uh, my teammates definitely 
um, in the end, we definitely got a good product out. But initially, it was a big struggle to get everyone on the same page because people had different ideas about the topic. And at the same time, that caused like um, a um, divide between the group and people felt um, less motivated because they weren't able to get what they wanted. And just helping them realize that we're doing this for a good cause. And at the same time, it's for the public and getting them more knowledge about the topic and that definitely helped push them and ultimately we did win the best research project right that's so good to hear like you said you're like pushing again people and like showing them almost inspiring them in a sense to um push for this almost like i guess initiative that you guys were um yeah like making that's awesome to hear um so now can you tell me about a time where you had to deal with a conflict like regarding the blog so definitely there have been many minor conflicts regarding the blog from like the design to developing it to growing it but I feel like the biggest conflict I had personally was developing the code to um for the translator and the blog and making it actually work because there are times when the code wouldn't run or it wouldn't show up on the blog and it was definitely a big struggle especially since I don't have that coding background Okay, this is kind of an off note, but when you guys started like making your website or your blog, did you guys have um, any resources like do you guys use Wix or anything like that? Or is it all just like your own coding? Initially, it was just me when I started the blog for like the first five months and I ran the blog and how I started it was I just used Wix. So technically, the thing about Wix is it's really easy and it's easy to understand how to create a website through Wix, which is why I chose it. But actually developing it requires your own code because the Wix um, website doesn't have its own translator and many of the functions, you need to code for it yourself. Mm, interesting. Um, so I want to get more into how you almost stayed focused and motivated. So yeah, just like, how do you stay focused and motivated to keep running the blog and doing all these other things that you're doing? What actually keeps me focused is just looking at the amount of people who are interested in the blog and the impact that I'm able to have, especially since I have an international audience. And I would say that 60% of my audience is from outside of the United States, um, mostly comprising from Asia and Europe. And I would have to say, like, being able to help them getting out like these digestible articles that have important information is definitely a huge motivator for me. For sure. That's amazing. Cause like, um, I don't know, in my mind, I could never think of starting a blog and almost having more than half of my audience being international. So that's, that would definitely be a motivator for me too, if I were running this blog. Um, and then could you describe your work style? So generally how I do it is I like to post, um, once a week. And how I do it is I spend the first day actually doing research about the topic. So even we reference previous articles, but most of the topics we have are sometimes like our own ideas and like some conflicts that we find pertinent to our lives. And first, once we develop that idea, we look into previous research articles and comprise all the details from those articles into a um, bullet point format so that it's easily um, transcribable into a a uh, 900 word article how do you or how did you manage school with um keeping your blog up so definitely going to high school and managing a blog are two hard things to do and i would have to say it's all about time management and 
having a schedule so i can't run without a schedule that's the most important thing that like defines me a schedule i make a schedule every single day and i go by that schedule and that schedule is specific like six to seven i do this and seven to eight i do this and i make sure to finish all my activities within the time frame i've given myself because it is a, a realistic time frame and that helps me stay on track for my blog and high school Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I totally relate and agree with that because if I did not have like a schedule, just like a general schedule too, not even just um having, you know, time slots for each thing that I'm doing, just like a general one of what I'm gonna be doing today and what I'm gonna be doing um for the next month is really nice just to kind of um refresh my mind and know, okay, I'm gonna be doing this this day, um, at this time. And yeah. Um so now I wanna know what you are most proud of and um it can be anything definitely i would have to say one of the most um my biggest things is probably the blog and the amount of success it has but if it was anything besides that i would definitely have to say um the research that i'm doing and the impact that my research can have because my end goal is getting my research published and making it more available to the uh, mass audience and just like doing things that are like pertainable to society and helping society right um so you almost kind of answered this question but maybe if you can talk a bit a bit about like if you see yourself as a suspicious sorry i cannot talk today um a specific person in the future um like what do you ultimately want to do in the future or become in the future my goal is to become a doctor and have my own practices in India. That's my dream goal. And I actually want to start out in the U.S. and get know all the techniques necessary to run a successful hospital and be a good doctor and take all my knowledge and practice to India. And then last mindset question, what do you think is your biggest regret and why? My biggest regret, I would have to say um is sometimes like i'm uh sometimes i like to procrastinate and that's probably one of my biggest regrets procrastinating seems fine initially but once you once it gets time like like once you get closer to a deadline or things like that it definitely is like stressful and it takes a huge toll on you emotionally and mentally Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. I totally, totally get that. Um, I remember, because um, I am the same age as you too, I'm going to be a rising senior, and I remember, I think it was 10th grade, I went into this huge slump of procrastinating a ton, and I remember it was for, I think, AP Micro, Um, and we had this huge project, because like for AP Micro, it's like economics, right? So there's all these different graphs we have to do, and we had this really big project, and it was based around um, making all these different graphs, like supply chain, um, GDP, all these different things, Um, and then I remember I just procrastinated it so long, because she gave us like two months, but then I literally waited, I think, two days, or like literally the night before it was um, due, and it was it took such a big toll on me because like it was throughout the whole night before the day it was due i was just like working on it and so stressed and it was just not good at all so i totally totally relate with that um so now i just want i'm just gonna ask you some fun questions um so what was the last book you've read and what was it about actually the last book i read was by um it's more about emotional intelligence and why it matters more than iq it's a book by daniel goleman and 
especially in our society today and like in the last century, IQ has defined um, intelligence for a long time. And I feel like it's, it's starting to fade away, the importance of IQ, and it's starting to subside because people are starting to realize the importance of emotional intelligence and how that plays a much bigger role on not only academics, but our social life and things like that, and how IQ isn't the only um, determinant in our uh, success. And then what was the best movie you've seen in last year? And it doesn't have to be the last year. It just can be in general. The best movie I've watched is a Hindi movie recently. It's called Tamasha. And the main reason I like that movie is because basically the main plot is about a guy who conforms to what society wants him to do, just following what um, his parents or his society think is best for him, even though that goes against his passion and goal, and the struggles like he faced physically and emotionally and mentally, and how he was able to deal with it, and in the end, follow his passions, go against what society thinks, and be happy. I love that. Um, I watched this one movie. I'm not sure if it's Hindi, but I don't know if you recognize these people. Like, it, there was like Aaliyah Bhatt, I think. Yeah, she... Aaliyah Bhatt, yes. Yeah, is she a... She's is not she in a... that movie, but oh, okay. she is a Hindi actor. Yeah, it was like, I watched this movie. It was like with her and um, Varun, I don't know what his last name is. Like, oh, this Varun is... Dhawan. Probably, probably. But like, um... I forgot what the name of the movie was, but it was, like, really good. Um, I just love watching international movies, like, whether it be, like, Korean movies, um, Indian movies, um, Spanish. Um, okay, so I want to know more about, like, just who your heroes are in general. And heroes can mean anything. Like, it could be superheroes, um, Nobel Peace Prize winners, anything. Um, I don't think I have any heroes, to be honest, because in my life, I just want to be myself. I don't try to be other people. And that's one of my biggest goals that I realized throughout high school is the importance of just being myself and not like, oh, I want to be the next Albert Einstein or, oh, I want to be the next um, Barack Obama, things like that. Just like be yourself, because that's why you were born in this world to be yourself. And there's only one of you. I love that. So it's like I'm just gonna be the next Psy. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be doing the amazing things I do. You know, making my own. Um, I think probably like clinic or something in India. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So then, um, last question or last fun question at least. Um, what are your hobbies other than the blog? Um. So I think I mentioned this. Um, some of my hobbies are doing research, definitely, because that's such an important thing for me. But besides that, like less academic hobbies I have are playing basketball, traveling, and just like having fun. Because I'm, I'm a teenager, just like to spend time with friends and do teenager things. Um, okay, so I always do these. They're just a bit of brain teasers. Um, and these ones are super easy. Um, if you could choose one superpower, what would it be and why? That's a very good question. <laughs> Actually, I would want to have the power to control the uh, vast public for a good cause, of course. With how society is running today and all the problems we face, just being able to go into everyone's mind and planting good ideas it would definitely help solve probably every single problem that we have because most of the problems that we have in society are caused by us. We are the creators of our problems and 
being able to stop all these problems would definitely improve our lifestyles and save society as well. For sure. Um, I love how you're almost taking a twist on the like typical villain move, if that makes sense. Like I feel like villains are always the ones that are thinking, okay, I want to like plant this um, chip or something in like everybody's minds and control them. But like you're almost taking it and flipping it on the side of like, you know, positive stuff and like making sure that everybody's um, doing good and to change society again to a better future. Whenever I do watch a movie, I like watching the villain more than the actual hero because if you ever see directors always like to make the villains more interesting and because the audience like if you look at i've actually written an article on this in my blog please do check it out it's called the psychology behind our connection with villains because mm -hmm. the vast majority of the public actually has it feels a bigger connection with the villain than the hero because the hero has like these like they're not per se superhero powers but these like powers that make him like a super good guy and like things that aren't realistic but the problems that the villain faces are actually much more realistic and pertinent to people in our society and the problems that they face during throughout their lives which is why we have a bigger connection with villains everybody go check that out on his blog latest men news um and then so very last question um do you think that it's possible that we could be living in mars or space in the near future I would probably say yes with Tesla and Amazon, Jeff Bezos and everyone doing their recent tests, sending people to space is probably one of their biggest goals. And just like how with how society is today and with how fast technology is, is advancing, I would definitely say in the near future, we would probably be able to live on Mars. I don't know if people would do it, but I think it would be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, thank you so much, Sai, for being on the podcast. It was amazing to have you on and hear all um, these different ideas and um, all like, you know, what you want to do in the future and what you're doing for good. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Do you have any last notes to tell anybody or any plugs for your blog? Um, so thank you for having me on this podcast. It was definitely I had a great time. So for the vast audience out there, please do check out my blog. It's called Latest Med News, and the website link is latestmednews.com. We even have an Instagram. It's also called Latest Med News, so it shouldn't be too hard to find. And if anyone is interested in contributing to the blog, please do go check out the blog, and you can submit a form on the blog. Sounds good. Thank you again. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world, and I hope you guys follow the podcast and stay tuned for the next episodes.